good day. Welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? How is your day beginning today? Is it grounded firmly in your commitment and your relationship with the living God of this universe? Do you know him today? Is he familiar to you? Have you met him? If you had to describe the character of God and what he's like to somebody who is totally unfamiliar with him, would you even know where to begin? How would you do that? How do you know God? Uh, and what does God want you to know about him? I think these are important questions for us to ask because, as I've mentioned, people have been seeking God and truth for millennia, and they've been trying to discover who God is, and they really didn't need to look very far because God has left us with a flawless record of who he is and what he expects of us. The verse for today is in uh, is in Exodus chapter 31 and in verse 13, and it is one of those verses once again that uh, give us some insight into how we can know God. You'll remember we've been looking through the book of Exodus, and we've been identifying those phrases that says that you may know that I am Jehovah or Yahweh, that you may know that I am God. And in the doing that, there are descriptors there that give you that information you need so that you can know God better uh, and know who he is. That I suggested in a podcast that you personally must experience God's miraculous power in your own life uh, through his redemption and in provision for your needs. That's how you can know God. Uh, and you will not know him apart from his personal work of redemption and provision in your life. Exodus goes on to say in other passages, but particularly in chapter 29, that uh, you, can not, you can't know God until you personally experience His divine presence with you. Uh, of course, in the New Testament economy that we live in, that's a reference to the work of the Holy Spirit. But in the Old Testament, God said, I'm going to tabernacle with you. Literally, I'm tenting out with you. And that's what God did in, in the... Uh, 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 tabernacle or the tent that was constructed, the instructions were given to Moses to do so. So uh, he dwelt among his people and he lived there and he ministered amongst them. That's one of the reasons why pastors, including myself, will frequently be challenging people who claim to be disciples of Christ not to make their uh, their presence infrequent with God or the experience of his presence, I uh, probably would be better said. Uh, if you spend little time with him, when you don't meditate on him, it stands to reason that you're not going to know the God and uh, of, uh, of eternity and who he really is and what he's like. And by the way, that'll demonstrate itself in times of difficulty and struggle in your life when you really need to hear personally from God, when you're going through a time of loss, when you're going through a time of uncertainty and doubt, you need to know the real God. You need to know what he's like. And But if you don't spend any time with him, when you don't tabernacle with God and him with you, then you're going to have a very shallow understanding of who God is. And you will literally be subject to all the waves of emotions and instability that can blow you off track. Well, uh, in the podcast today, I want to call our attention to the last category 
uh, of verses that say that this is how you can know God. A third essential to knowing God is not just experiencing his miraculous power in redemption, not just experiencing his divine presence in your life, but I would suggest to you chapter 31, verse 13, here's what the Bible says. Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Now that's an interesting statement. Uh, It is a statement literally that gives us some insight into how finally we can know God. You know, it talks about the Sabbath in this verse, and it's something that we uh, don't deal with a lot as New Testament disciples of Christ. The Sabbath is probably one of the most misunderstood of the Ten Commandments. Uh, the Ten Commandments is revealed to Moses in Exodus chapter Exodus chapter 20. Uh, and to understand this command that God gave to his children, it, it's got to be viewed through the cross of Christ, I think. But literally, when the Lord says we're to honor the Sabbath day to the Jewish people, he said you're to honor the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That was a direct command to God. That was a, uh, and most of you have heard of the Ten Commandments if you've walked with Christ at any any point in time that you should have no other gods before me, that you shouldn't make any idols, that you should not take the name of the Lord in vain. And number four, which is the one that it's talking about in this verse, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Uh, in our modern world today, these phrases have created a lot of controversy, these these Ten Commandments or Ten Words. Uh, and there's more than that. Obviously, there's some 613 laws in the Old Testament itself. Uh, that God has given in his word. But these 10 laws, really, they boil down to uh, to giving us a, an understanding of the character of God. Now, let me just pull back a little bit and show you this, that the fact is that you cannot know God as you ought to unless you do exactly what God was asking in this verse in Exodus 31, 13. And that is, he was saying to his people, you need to observe my commands. I demand that you have obedience to my word, because if you don't, then your knowledge of me is going to be short-sighted and not full. God's word, obedience to it, keeping his commands will reveal who God is to you. You can go to any number of man-made religions in the world And all you have to do is ask them for a description of what their God asks of them and and what they tell you will tell you what kind of God it is that they're worshiping. The same is true of the one true God. Um, We keep God's commandments and when we do so, it begins to pull back the curtain and we discover who he is. Uh, I read through the Old Testament and the New Testament and I see what God has said And when I do that, I learn about his moral requirements. I learn about those things that he demands of me as his creation. And certainly if I'm saved as his child, what he demands, uh, that tells me something about what kind of God I serve. He is holy. He is just. He is true. He expects from me nonetheless. He wants me to model my character and my person after that. Uh, God, the living God gave to the Israelites in the book of Uh, particularly in the book of Leviticus, 
uh, a sacrificial system that was designed to just expose the holiness of God, what kind of character he is, that you just don't flippantly and haphazardly rush into his presence, but rather you're learning about a God that is so separate from humanity, so separate from man-made religions, that it really is astonishing about how we are to approach him And you only learn that when you obey God's commandments. When you follow the list of his laws and his rules, not in order to be saved, but it does tell you a lot about what kind of God we have. And that is that he is a God of holiness, thrice holy. Uh, The people of Israel knew the jealousy of God through the Ten Commandments. You should have no other God beside me because there are no other gods. You know, and it reminds us of John chapter 7 and verse 17, that if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. You want to know God? You want to discover who he is? You want to you want to go into a relationship and a knowledge of him with your eyes wide open, knowing what he expects and literally what we owe him? Then you need to obey his word. In this verse 13, God says specifically, I want you to honor my Sabbaths. I want you to honor my word and that big commandment that I've given to you to set apart a day out of seven that you can worship me and dedicate to me. Well, in the New Testament age that we live in, the application is is certainly the same. Um, Sometimes it can be confusing when we cross from the Old Testament to the New Testament, but it need not be that way. The fact is that the same God of the Old Testament is alive and well in the New Testament. The Bible tells us that God desires that we know him. Do you know him today? Are there obvious things that you're aware of from the scriptures that God calls you to that that you've not surrendered to yet? And it would not surprise me if you're one of those who is unsure of what God is like, unsure of what he expects, uh, unsure of how he views you. And I want you to know today that God wants you to to understand him and know that he is God, to give him the glory that he so richly deserves. I hope that that's your intent today. Um, If you are uh, infrequent in your your, uh, time that you spend with him, if you're haphazard about keeping his word and walking with him in, in his genuine presence, then your knowledge of God is certainly going to come up short. Won't you come to him today? Why don't you take a time and pause and just pray and say, Lord, I need to know you today, and I have been uh, less than dedicated in my pursuit of you. I haven't been attending church. I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been just staying in prayer and, and asking you to reveal yourself to me. When you do that, I assure you God will respond because he is, he is delighted when we come to him in prayer and seek his face. God bless you today. Seek his face today. Grow to know him better. And I know it will leave a great, great spirit in your own heart. God bless.